Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The award-winning crunch time for Azito Power Tools, German design quality and innovation powering DIYers all day, every day. Thought for quite some time now that um, the game at local levels has been in a little bit of trouble um, in Tassie. Um, just players choosing not to play at the highest level, maybe maybe playing country footy or. Um, in lesser competitions because they can maybe make a little bit more money there, and um, it's just—I think they just a lot of the young people have just felt like there's because they don't have a team on their front door that, that the AFL is not sort of seems like a long way away. And I'm just hopeful now that um, if, if that license is granted, that the young people down there will now feel very close to being able to play AFL football because there's a team right in their state. That is the voice of Brisbane coach Chris Fagan, of course, a proud Tasmanian after an historic announcement yesterday with the Albanese government pledging $240 million to fund a new Hobart Stadium precinct. A really monumental day for the AFL. And we thought we should get someone from the Apple Isle, Tom and Scotty, on the line just to give us a bit of a feel for the buzz down in Tasmania. And a very proud Tasmanian and the former Test Captain of Australia, Tim Payne, has been kind enough to do that. Tim, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. How are you all going? We are going well, but how are you going down there? Is there a little bit of a buzz after yesterday's announcement? Uh, yeah, well, certainly for me, I think certainly for um, you know, Tasmanians that, that love their sport, um, it's obviously met a bit of opposition in some certain areas, but I think when you have announcements of, of this size and the money that's been committed to it, um, you know, it's going to cause a bit of a stir. But I think, yeah, genuinely, I think for the state of Tasmania and the city of Hobart, it's a very exciting time. And, um, you know, hopefully it's the last box we have to tick for uh, this 19th licence and then get another huge announcement um, we're hearing later in the week. Tim, Tom Morris here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, can you give us an insight into the last five or ten years or even longer in Tasmania and the groundswell of support for a Tasmanian yeah. team? Have you, have you been close to the coalface? Have you watched it evolve and grow to the point that we're at now? Yeah, I think, well, certainly even the last, yeah, as you said, it's probably longer than that. It's probably been 30 or 40 years that, you know, Tasmanians have been really passionate about wanting to be involved in the, in the AFL, in the biggest league there is. And um, I think for a long period of that time, it, it felt like a bit of a pipe dream that, that would never happen. I know me growing up, I didn't think I'd ever see what's happened yesterday and what's potentially going to happen next week. So um, I think uh, former Premier Peter Gutwin sort of really took up the fight in, you know, a couple of years ago and, and it really started to get a bit of momentum um, I don't yeah, know. in the last sort of six to 12 months, it's felt like we've, we've been half a sniff, but we weren't sure if we're getting strung along. So um, <laughs> to, to see what's happened is, is amazing. Well, you've probably been strung along a few times, and now it looks like you're going to get it this week when the presidents meet, and we assume um, on good authority that they're going they to say to. yes. They yeah, have they ha to say yes. Surely they'll say so. yes now. The AFL is hardly paying for it. They've done amazingly <laughs> well to get the federal funding. Uh, take yourself back to your childhood. I know you're a big Essendon fan. Your uncle's Robert yep. Shaw. Do you think that if you had a Tasmanian team, 
you would have supported that Tasmanian team? And as an extension of that, how many people do you think who have AFL teams at the moment will swap and go for a Tasmanian team when it comes in? Yeah, well, I think undoubtedly I would have supported the Tasmanian team if I was a kid. I, I'm, I was asked actually a couple of weeks ago, and I'm, I unashamedly say it now, I'll be supporting this team. They'll be, they will become my team. Yes! Um, <laughs> I'm a, as you said, introduce me. I'm a proud Tasmanian. Uh, I love, absolutely love the Bombers, um, but the opportunity to support um, a team that's you know a couple of kilometres down the road for me and to be able to go and watch every Saturday. That, um, apart from playing it, that's that's been the dream for a lot of Tasmanians for a long time. Tim, do you think it'll help junior footy and participation levels? Are there young players? that perhaps give up football that you think now may continue to pursue it because there's an AFL team on their doorstep? I've heard a little bit of conversation yeah. around the basketball and how strong participation yeah. in that as a result of the jack jumpers. Yeah, Do you see a similar benefit from AFL yeah, having think, their own team there? I'd like to think so. I think, you know, I heard Fage's comments and I agree with it with guys that aren't playing at the highest level here and, um, and that's made the, the talent and the um, local levels, the state level in particular, drop away because it's it is so young, and guys are actually dropping out of those leagues really, really early, like 21, 22. Um, so the talent in the game has certainly dropped away. But, yeah, I think the basketball, um, cricket in this state has always done really well and punched above its, its weight. So um, I think with the announcement coming, and um, you know, I heard a figure of sort of 80 or $90 million the AFL will put into grassroots football in Tasmania. I mean, it needs funding, there's no doubt about that. Um, and if we get that um, and get the right people in place in this football club and, and, and build the right pathways and right academies in Tasmania, um, I think we can be on a real winner. We're speaking to Tim Payne on Sunday Crunch Time. Uh, Tim, I'm curious, what did you make of James Sicily's comments earlier in the week? And, and can yep. you sell the, the dream of, of relocating to Hobart to, you know, young yep. girls and boys? Because, I mean, I love Hobart. I can think of nothing Salamanca. better than you love sitting in front of a fire with a beautiful <laughs> glass of Pinot. Like, you don't have to sell yep. it to me. But what about this yep. younger demographic who maybe aren't so sure? Yeah, well, I did. I saw James's um, comments, and, and and again, I, like we're not down here with our heads in the sand. We realise that there's a lot of people that, that don't want to move to Tasmania and might want to move to Tasmania. Like there's a lot of kids in Melbourne and South Australia who wouldn't want to move to Sydney or wouldn't want to move to Perth. But there is a certain type of person and a certain um, type of personality that is going to love playing football at the highest level, or in my case, cricket at the highest level, or basketball with the jack jumpers in Tasmania. Um, Geelong has been touched on there. There's someone similar that, that offers something different to the big cities and the bright lights, and I think that's going to be appealing to people. But um, in terms of James's comments, I think, yeah, he wasn't too far from Mark. Of course, we're going to struggle. All teams have, the Gold Coast have, the Giants have. Um, you know, guys want to go back from Perth back home to Melbourne and vice versa when they're drafted at times. North Melbourne just lost the number one draft pick and wanted to go home, so it's, it's going to be part and parcel of it. Um, that's so, going to be a real, um, I suppose, focus on, on firstly who you recruit and how you go about finding the right people to come here. And then, um, as I said, if you get the right people in the right places and build a club and a program that's making people better and they're enjoying their football and they're a chance to win and compete, then you'll hold on to them. If you don't, then you won't. Tim, I, I know you've had an involvement in the build-up towards this. Is And we've seen the success of the Northern Academies in supplying talent to those teams. Is perhaps the most important decision and structure going forward in the next two, three years, the establishment of a Tasmanian football academy that sees you able to maximise that talent that can sit on your list, therefore you have less go-home factor. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's got to be done sooner than, than the last mm. next two or three years. I think, it, you know, if the team is announced on Wednesday, I think stuff's got to be put in place straight away. We've got to start building to, you know, are we going to be playing in the VFL first or, or how, it, how it happens? But, um, yeah, we've got to get people in a room as soon as possible and, and sort out um, the best possible way of putting Tasmanian academies together. And we, and we have got some great people involved in AFL football that are Tasmanian and are passionate about this project. So, um, you know, if we can get all those guys in the one room and and start working on it straight away, the quicker we can get it together, um, you know, the quicker we'll have some success with it. Tim, you've retired from first-class cricket. I still think you've got a little bit of sport left in you. What sort of footy player were you, and would you <laughs> consider donning the boots again down in, uh, down in a wet, a wet day in Tassie? I'm, I'm, well, I'm actually getting a few offers at the moment to come and play a few one-off games down here in Tassie, but uh, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of getting tackled, that's for sure. And um, Xavier Doherty, actually, a long-time teammate of mine, he... he after retired, went back and played a game of soccer for a local club and actually did his knee and needed a full knee reconstruction. So that's, that's put a scare right through me. It's holding me back a little bit. But um, I must have been standing outside today and it's beautiful. It's a day like this, I wouldn't mind having a kick. Tim, you're sounding to me like you're potentially the number one ticket holder for this new team. But if you had to scout for other positions, who would you be taking as your captain and your coach? Oh... Captain, well, I don't think Jack Rewalt's going to get there. We might be able to pinch a year or two out of him, though, just to come down and build the club and maybe have to chat to him the next few days, see if we can get him to play a few seasons in the VFL. And um, Someone like that has been involved in a, in a winning culture at Richmond. Um, you've got Fage, um, Danny Gale. There's, Like I said, there's plenty of people. Um, Scotty Clayton. Um, so there's yep. a lot of people that are at the top of the game in, in all areas of AFL footy, and if we can get them all on board, it would, it would certainly help. Tim, we know so in terms of retention, oh. I, I've obviously been a first-class cricketer in Tasmania for, for 10, uh, 20 odd years, and one of the things we're constantly told and hear and, and, and we know is that when we get the right people down here, they do stay. I've had mm. numerous teammates that still move down here, still live here, um, and have enjoyed living down there because we've had a successful program. So, like I said, it can certainly be done. Now, Tim, what happens in the Ashes later this year? That's the important question. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fascinating. I, I don't know the answer to it, to be honest. I, I cannot wait to watch it. Um, it's going to be must-watch, I reckon. I think we're seeing the style of cricket that England are playing, and it's been great to watch, but the question is, will it work against Australia's pace attack? And, um, that is the great unknown. And if it does work, how are the Aussie bowlers? How is the Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark going to, going to react to, to getting potentially smacked around the park? And... What sort of fields do you set? I'm pretty happy to be sitting on the couch, to be honest, and not having to actually solve those puzzles. Well, you sit on the couch with that Pinot in front of the fire and get all cosy in a Hobart. Tim, thank you so much for joining us on Crunch Time. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Tim. Tim Payne, of course, a proud Tasmanian and former Test captain of Australia. He just speaks so well. He has to have something to do with this new Tasmanian team, surely. Well, that's the reason he was Test captain, because he's such an a fantastic speaker and a leader of men at a time when Australian cricket was in such a bad place. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how this Tasmanian team builds its off-field squad, the coach, the CEO, the list manager, even uh, even the chief financial officer, yeah. uh, assistant coaches, because you'd imagine, you'd hope that the AFL would learn from the mistakes they made with GWS and the Gold Coast Suns. Absolutely. I And I think the critical piece is that they need those academies. They need a really strong pipeline of talent coming through that can sit on their list, as we've seen with the Northern States. They've worked hard at it. They're reaping the rewards. And you know what I like most about that? And we, we made reference to James Sicily's comments during the week. 
the reality is, I mean, I felt during the week there was a little bit of head in sand reaction to it, whereas Tim Payne was really quick to address it and say, hey, we know the reality of it. Yep. We've got to set up an environment that people want to stay. It won't be for anyone. Look at Geelong. 25 years ago, they could not get a recruit down the road. Mm. Now, if you look at it, everyone wants to go there. They're lining up. And every time there's a Geelong Falcon at another club, they're in contact. They maintain that because the environment they've got. So you, that is such a template that you can look at. Go and spend time with those people. Learn how they went about. When did they develop the strategies, strategy that said this could work? And then go to work on it for you. Because understand and respect your, your, your unique attributes that you have as a state. That it won't be for everyone. Mm. Make but the most one, of it. But the ones you get won't leave, as he said. 2027 is the earliest this team will come in as a timeline, Sarah. And the stadium won't be ready till at least 2028 or 2029, in which case the first couple of years will be played at the stadium that are already there. Launceston's getting an upgrade. We know Bell Reeve Oval is there as well. Um, it's going to be very exciting when it does happen. Still a lot of unanswered questions, but at the moment, Tasmanian people, by and large, I think, are pretty happy with the decision. We're here in the Country Festival outside the MCG for Morris. Morris success together. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can hear it, but there's some ukuleles here. There's some lambs and chickens over to my left. It's all no happening. No platypus. No platypus, Tom, as we build up towards Essendon and Geelong at the MCG.